know it's going. Just know it's Are going. We live? Yeah, we're live. Okay, yeah. We're live, I and we, we just were. faded out. That's my bad. Sorry about that. That's all right. We're here. Oh, keep it in. Keep it in. Yeah. Okay, keep it in. You. You. Come goof. on. Not no. This was, this is this is what I deal with every week, guys. Yeah. My beard's long this enough. This is what I deal with every week. I can week. do this now. Yeah. It's long enough to do that. As far like as far as like beard maintenance goes, like how how hard has it gotten for you like over the years? Because it's like, uh, is that the most that it's grown? Because I'm trying to remember a time where it's been longer for you. It's never been longer than this. You've seen long hair, okay? With me. Um, yes. But beard, no. I would. Sh- I used to shave all the time. Still, anyway, like. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I had a beard like or I never had like a full mustache and beard until senior year and I just haven't stopped mm. since really or sometimes I'll shave it all off like I remember that senior year like walking in uh, walking in for no shave November just shaving everything off and people being like who are you <laughs> who are you people <laughs> one of the best quotes from Spongebob right there yeah, that, I mean it's 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 like when when someone in school has worn glasses their entire life and then you see them again wearing contacts, just like, Ugh. oh my god, that that was people for me when I was when I got contacts at seven years it's old. Like, You're- and, you, got, uh, you start wearing contacts at seven? Yeah, I did. Um, it was wow. different. I d- that's hardcore. Yeah. I don't think that that would have been that would be considered. I don't know if it, there's an illegality, but like usually kids aren't given contact lenses. No, because you're literally you're essentially poking yourself in the eye with yeah. the only thing between your your finger and your eyeball is like the actual lens itself, which you can rip in half. No problem. Oh, like he, paper. Yeah, I could take them out easily myself. I could not put them in myself. My mom always helped me. Put no, them in. no. The thing with that is you, you got to be looking like I'm. I, <laughs> We're, we're visually explaining things on an audio format, okay. as always. Yep. It's the only way we do it on the Jane and Securicast podcast, by yes. the way. Uh, you got to just, you got to look directly in front of you. You can't be looking down or up. You got to be looking straight forward Literally. And doing it. And somehow me and my mom would do, do it, it, though, where I was, ha- did have a uh, my head bent back. Somehow we would do mm. that. I don't know. My, my mom's a bionic mom. She's, she's, she's a legend. My mom's a legendary superhero. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, so here, hello, hi, we're here, welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm Jared. I'm Jordan. And welcome back to the J&J Securicast podcast. A podcast about, uh, who who cares? Who cares? I think. I know who cares. Yeah. Who cares? Who Who cares? Who really cares? We care. Yeah, we care. We do. Stuff we care about. It's, uh, we're talking about stuff we care about, and... And if we're talking about stuff that, for whatever reason, you don't care about, uh, you can check the time codes inscription that Jared always takes the time to write out uh, as he edits to skip something that you do want to hear us talk about. Uh, we're talking about today uh, things like uh, the world of Marvel superheroes exploding, apparently. Oh, yes, exploding. A little bit of DC in there, too. Oh, God. Uh, I binged the boys. So, uh, I ooh. I learned more about uh, supercars. <laughs> more supercars? Hell yeah! Yeah, I learned about supercars. I played. I I did. I did more of the Spider Man in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last of Us is getting to a show with a disgusting amount of money. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, new- CM Punk and Daniel Bryan possibly showing up in All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. By God Almighty. That's our main event for you guys tonight, because 
I, like it was it was still news even last week i think for us I, I, I when did this start like the news was it early this week only if it feels like it's been around for for a month but it, really yeah. i want to say it's the news kind of started last week and has really picked up steam this week yeah i'm gonna i'm clicking With on basically the- people on dynamite all but confirming that it's basically happening like there's not really an attempt to hide it yeah okay so more Okay, so apparently at least a week ago, there was a news report that said that a- that Daniel Bryan was signing. Uh, please don't play this music. Please don't. Yes, okay, I didn't. Okay. Wow, as far back as at least July 21st, we have heard. We've okay, known. that's when the first rumor started to come up with Daniel Bryan wanting to sign with AEW? Yes, at least that's, that's what okay. the last, that's what was, I remember the Cultaholic video coming out later in the day than usual. Yeah. Yeah, and then later the same week, or early this week i don't know uh punk came up but we'll get to that later we will we yes. will so uh for now uh let's we you know what we got a huge amount of mc news i think we should just do that now yeah let's just let's just bat it all the way then we'll get to our weeks later yeah, exactly like we put travels and i didn't do a lot of traveling but yeah I don't know. Um, you know what I did? I did work. They, we I, worked. I, did tra- I traveled to job. We're hardworking boys. Actually, I do have a quick yes, story for what, something I did yesterday, but it's quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get screw yeah. J and J travels right now. I have a quick story. Uh, we live near a reservation, uh, and uh, sometimes there's a re- the and there's this area of the reservation had like a little watering hole with like water. Uh, there was like an old building, like ruins there, and bunch of ro- a bunch of rocks, waterfalls and such, and then you know a little watering hole deep enough that you could definitely jump into up from off the rocks. And uh, I jumped to a slightly sh- a more shallow spot than I should have, bruised the bottom of my foot. Ugh. Yeah, it hurt. It really hurt. I was like, nope, no more jumps. No yeah, more. Yeah, it there. wasn't like it wasn't like cliff diving or anything like that. No. But it's like with with that, it's hard to know. <laughs> I, I could do cl- I would actually love to try cliff diving I would yeah but I I mean yeah go ahead I was gonna say this wasn't that this is like me jumping off the top of my house at, about that maybe like yeah just off the roof okay. here at like a couple stories yeah into like some water like that's a little sure. bit deep in certain areas I just didn't jump to the deepest area and uh, no definitely not ow it hurts to take steps yeah, sometimes hurts. That, it, yeah it hurts it hurts man it's like i don't like the whole thing in like movies or it's people say think like oh if he lands in the water it doesn't matter from what height he's fine but it's like no no you're still falling at an at like if you jump out of a plane and try and land at the at, in the atlantic you're still falling from a significant height going a vast amount of speed into granite not solid earth you're landing on a body of water, but guess what? You're still landing with a high amount of impact. On a flat... You ever belly flop off the high dive board? Exactly. It hurts. It's It hurts. It's imagine, basically like doing that again. Imagine that times 10. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You're basically jumping... Yeah, literally just basically jumping off a high dive and doing a belly flop. And But usually it's just going to impact your feet more. And, you know, you don't want to hurt your feet because, you know, you use those every day. You don't want to hurt your arms because you use those every day. You don't want to do a cannonball because that will make you go deeper in the water. No, yeah. You don't want to do, like, you know, a pencil stick either. You literally just, like, arms out, legs out, so that way it can catch you a little bit. Yeah, and, it uh, distributes the impact, yes. I guess. Yeah, literally that, mm-hmm. yeah. I once actually... um. <laughs> 
Speaking of distributing impact, you just reminded me of when I uh, used uh, a sledgehammer on my boss. Uh, not my boss, my uh, physics teacher. Not my boss, my physics teacher. <laughs> and like, the, the, the I'll show you how to build a table, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah but he was doing out one of those nail boards and he had a couple books on him and it was like sledgehammer this it won't really hurt that much and that's how i learned oh, about, really that's how i learned physics about distributing weights it's like i know i'm not the oh, strongest nice. guy here but <laughs> so yeah so that's so your teacher did that that's yes. a cool science teacher oh yeah he he was honestly right, a cool kids, science teacher but friggin hammer <laughs> he was a cool science teacher but he sometimes had his little quirks and creepy stuff I think I think every teacher has that sort of weird. Yeah, like, but they have their own lives too. Happen. Yeah, that's true. Actually, like he had more cool things than not because, like, what was it? He also had, I think, a car that was powered on grease, a grease-powered engine. Well, like, what, like hair grease or engine oil grease or what? No, like go to the back, of the, like go to the Chinese restaurant and ask them for their oh. extra grease. Power the car. Oh man, like vegetable that's oil. Impressive. Yeah, also, right. Oh, vegetable oil. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And I think he, like, I think he would use, though, um, human feces as manure, though. I mean, I mean, that type, I mean, that's technically one and the same, right? I, I think so. I'm not sure. You want to get really technical? Well, manure is like cow stuff. Yeah, normally. Yeah. Yes. Usually it's cow poop. I don't know. Uh, that was, but yeah, I jumped into it off a very high platform and uh, hurt my foot. So mm. I think I will go again and I would definitely love to try it again. I just jumped in the wrong spot and the pain was a lot. It took a little bit to get there, but like when it was there, it was there. It hurt. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all my travels. Let's now let's hop into the MC news. Sorry, guys. OK, that's all right. I mean, no, don't apologize for anything because you we're 20 episodes in you should know what you're getting into if you're listening to us oh yeah if you've been listening to us regularly and if you're new hi welcome i promise we get weirder (laughs) (laughs) it only gets worse from here no no yeah (laughs) okay mc news so we got a few things here first off michaela cole was cast in black panther 2 black panther wakanda forever uh yes there's some speculation that she might be a mutant um, okay. Because historically, also in the comics, Storm has married uh, T'Challa. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, could it be Storm? Uh, this could be a new Storm, yeah. It could be, like... Um, I don't know if they would... I mean, I don't think they're going to bring back Halle Berry for this one. Yeah. And I, I don't think she wants to come back. I think she's good. Yeah, she like. I think she... Yeah, she did good in her roles that uh, she had in the other X-Men films. Okay, if anyone's curious about other shows that she's been on, though, she's been on um, Black Mirror from Chewing Gum, uh, the HBO series I May Destroy You, (laughs) and a few other things, but lots of unknowns. I love that. That's what Marvel's always been. Yeah, Yeah, Marvel always picks, like, like, people that you haven't heard of, and then they're in a Marvel movie, then you know exactly who they are. Exactly. I... I'm seeing it right now. It says 2022 Black Panther Wakanda Forever TBA. Wakanda Forever. What mm. the hell? Um, Wanda Forever. <laughs> that's almost sounded like another name that we'll get to later. Um, mm. We got the guy whose arm breaks in Black Widow 2 He uh, during the arm wrestling scene. The guy was like, mm-hmm. Captain America wasn't unfrozen until 
it was was still frozen in 1984. Yeah, I remember that guy. And he claims to be Ursa Major. Yeah. Who I remember you like he claims out. to be Ursa Major in the film or the actor said that he played Ursa Major in the movie. Yeah, that his character was basically was Ursa Major in the movie. Yeah, actually yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at him now and it's like yeah, I can see that. I, I need to see that because Ur, Ursa Major. I didn't know Ursa Major is a human that turns into a bear. Yeah, I knew. That I thought he was a just bear. a bear. <laughs> Apparently, he's a, a mutant. Yeah, he's with the. Uh, oh God, what's their name? The, the group name. Uh, the Winter Guardians. The, some, the Winter Guard. Yeah. The Winter Guard. Yeah. Cool. I love how I just click on the page that the Wikipedia page that's for him. It's just a close-up picture of a of like a bear making like an angry face, just like. Ugh. But it's so yeah. human, almost. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of weird looking. Some of these, yeah, and then he's and then other shots, he's just like a normal bear. Yeah, you know what? I had a D and D character that was kind of like this once. Mm-hmm. I don't play much D and D, but yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, he had powers like that. I think he had a rival, but totally different from this. So, um, mm-hmm. Marvel is also building their own in-house animation studio. Uh, that's great. I like the sound of that. I'm guessing that's. I guess. I guess the first prog that will come from them will eat, will be We Are Groot, the uh, the one starring Baby Groot. I don't know. It's mm, an, okay. Yeah, it's an animated show. That was one of the things that was announced, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't see it having a huge real impact on the series, but because that one sounds like a kids show. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's a it's a soft start. I mean, I can't. I don't. We do we know how big this thing is gonna be? Not really, no. Yeah, no, probably not. Yeah, I know. Well, if that must mean already for one thing, though, that um, what if is done by different studios uh, that they're I guess that they're that they've been teaming up with, and mm-hmm. uh, also, wow, that's coming out in less than two weeks. Yep, it's gonna have a two episode first debut. We'll mm-hmm. get to another debut coming soon. But first of all, mm-hmm. more mutants, as yeah. I believe, Wizkid is uh, reported to be appearing in Shang Chi. Yeah, I'm looking at this kid now. Uh, Takeshi Matsuya is the name of this uh, comic book character. Yes. He kind of looks like... Well, he's wearing... He's almost like another... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Professor, Professor X? Professor X. Yeah. He's got, he's, got, he's got the hover chair going on. And Everything. I see... Oh, man. I've seen this like old thing from the 70s where he's wearing like robot pants. Oh, boy. Powers and abilities. Remote techno formation... Is the ability to uh, psionically technoform and rearrange parts of machinery into various forms, so he can make transformers. Yeah, pretty much. Or make metal into anything he wants. It's yeah. a transformer. Abilities: He's a computer and engineering genius. Physical strength: Normal human upper body strength for of a boy his age. Physical strength: None, because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. No, he's a boy. Weaknesses: yes. He is a paraplegic that requires a wheelchair for mobility and also suffers from dyslexia. Oh. Yeah. Well then. Well, he's reported to be showing up. If anything, it'll be like a small appearance, I think. We might yeah, not even hear I mean, his name. It, 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 yeah, from what from what I'm sounding like they're trying to Marvel itself is trying to slowly gradually introduce yeah. uh X-Men and mutants into the MCU. Like it's not going to be just bam, X-Men movie. It's going to be like a drip feed of like a couple characters. Yeah. Like every other movie. Like how it seems like like how Civil War introduced Black Panther. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. Yeah. It says here also at the bottom that he would appear in S.W.O.R.D. as a member of the Six. So this guy could end up being a spy. 
of sorts, mm, maybe okay. even just a spy for sword, yeah. and maybe and he comes across. He's the one that comes across Shang Chi. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's an it's an idea, and mm-hmm. we like ideas and, and speculating in theories. Um, yes. Winston Duke says he's back as as Mbaku. Yay! Best part of the movie. Yep. The guy who directed Mowgli is set right now. I think. Uh, what did I put? He is set to direct which one? Uh, the Blade, the Blade movie. movie. Yeah. I uh, let me see who the director was again. Oh no way! Wait, it's not this Mowgli, is it? It says Andy Circus directed it. Hmm. And you know, Andy Circus is that Andy Circus? The um, what's his name? The uh, the, the, Claw? the Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. Also, yeah, I was also say also played uh, Claw from Black Panther. Yes, Claw. That's what I meant. Uh, who's yeah. directing Blade? I might have this totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I was. I am totally wrong. Oh, okay. Stephen Norrington. Even Norrington. Okay. What do we know him from? I. I. Off the top of my head, I got nothing, buddy. Um. Wait. Wrong blade. Blade. Tw- uh. Um, Mahershala Ali Blade, director. Thank Bassam Tariq. That's the name of him. Look at us today, guys. We're prepared. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Bassam Tariq is the first U.S. Pakistani uh, person to helm a Marvel Studios film for Disney. Uh, the time of the Daywalker has come. A news report says Marvel Studios Blade reboot starring Mahershala Ali has found its director. And... Uh, He'll be joining the screenwriter Stacy Osai Kufour to bring the story of the med- legendary Marvel half vampire to unlife. <laughs> oh, yeah. so the movie he made is called Mogul Mowgli. Okay then. I don't know what that means. Or what that? I never heard about that actually. Me neither. Um, if I go, to, he's a thir- he's only he's a young director. He's only thirty four. And mm-hmm. he's made two other, mo- uh, one other movie other than uh, Mogul Mowgli, uh, These Birds Walk. Oh, okay. I've, I've never heard of it. Okay, so he didn't, he didn't do a Jungle Book movie. He did, is, is, good Mo- to know. Is it not a Jungle Book movie? It is not. No, Mogul Mowgli does not look like Jungle Book at all. It does not. Huh. No. I guess we got some work to do, and or at least some setting to do on the whoever on this next director for the uh, for Blade. I, I we'll hear more as it comes out. Blade isn't coming until at least twenty twenty four. So no, yeah, that's that's a long way away. We got three years. We've got at least a hundred or so podcasts before we're reviewing Blade. Yeah. With that being said, we move on to. Oh yeah, the, there. I heard only heard little bits of this. So Kevin Smith was planning. Uh, Howard uh, was helping. He helped plan some sort of show for Howard the Duck. Apparently, this is something for like an old, a year ago, and he wanted to use Werewolf by Night, but was told he could not use it. Hmm. Werewolf by Night is just like their ver- uh, the Marvel version of uh, the Werewolf. Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Marvel? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Werewolf by Night will be appearing in uh, Moon Knight. Who knows? Oh, that maybe. Yeah. All because it's like you know moons. Werewolves, I don't know. That would make sense. That actually would make a lot makes, of sense. Yeah, it makes. I was about to say, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want an easy like jobber villain? There you go. Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't even know much about him. Yeah. He could. We don't know either about him. He could be the main villain for all we know. But he could just be a jobber villain, yeah. like you said. Yeah, maybe. All right, we've got. Oh yeah, this this is a cool one. 
Um, I'm not sure if this is a confirmed actually, but Vincent, oh, this was on, okay, so this was confirmed by the Reddit page, Marvel Spoilers. I heard this on Weekly Planet. Vincent okay. D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin in the Daredevil series on Netflix, is oh yay! He's coming back, possibly in hot. Yay! It's, yay! I liked what I seen of that kingpin. He's great. Oh, he is so good. He comes back in season three, and season three of Daredevil is. Oof. Get, yeah. Get the intro. I mean, the I mean, he's. I mean, he's, I mean, he's not built like into the Spider Verse kingpin, but nobody is built like that. So. Yeah. I mean, into the Spider Verse kingpin or an enemies kind of just felt like you had to know who they were already, almost. Yeah, they yeah that movie didn't really introduce their villains. They just presented them. Yeah, and you either knew who they were or you didn't. Yeah, like uh, what was her name? The girl Doc Ock. Yeah, Doctor Octopus. Yeah, they. Just, I don't think the word Doctor. I think the word Octavius is used. Octavius something. Yes. Uh, into the Spider Verse, and it'll definitely. What the hell? Was it going back in theaters or something? Okay. Don't surprise me. So apparently it's going to be playing again in the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema downtown Brooklyn at 11 a.m. tomorrow. In the Alamo Hickenbottom at high noon. About two and a half years after it came out. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's a good movie. It is. Let's see. Uh, no. No. Oh, yeah. Mahershala Ali was in that, too. He was as the Prowler. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, he voiced the Prowler. Yeah. Um, where yeah. is it? Oh, o Olivia Octavius. That there was we it. go. That's what it was. It was yeah. oh, Catherine Hahn, a.k.a. Uh, Agnes. Or, uh, yes. Yeah, Agatha. Agatha. Ag Agatha all yeah. along. God, all these Marvel movies have all these actors linked together. Everyone plays the same, like, character. Oh. Do you want to talk about things linking up? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, first of all, quick thing. Captain Carter may be appearing in Doctor Strange 2, which would explain your cameo that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Last week, I, I, talk, I talked about in the first episode of Loki, uh, some, eagle eye, some people saw in the background someone who possibly looked like Peggy Carter from Captain America being led through the TVA, which makes me think she's up to trying out some time travel stuff. Yeah. Uh, this, she could be the Captain Carter, though, the, of, the, of that... That she could just be like the physical representation representation of the Captain Carter that's going to show up in What If. Yeah, that it could be that one. Because What If is going to be connected to the MCU in some way, despite it being animated. Yeah, it's it's a multiverse thing. It, it it just won't have any actual impact on the universe. Like, it's no, it's possibilities. It's its own. Every episode's its own universe, separate from the main one. Yep, basically. So, as I was saying, speaking of things lining up very well. Apparently, this is like, okay, just at, so you know how, uh, spoiler for Loki, um, just as he who remains mentions, we're about to do it. We're about to cross the threshold. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. If you sync up Loki and the finale of WandaVision, right when he says that, she gets her, like, the full powers of and such. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. Which works out. Also, oh, my God. I'm thinking now how it works up. You know how in episode five, he's like, I don't even know how long I've been with the TVA anymore. It could yeah. literally have just been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, which as uh, many other know, uh, uh, WandaVision takes place three weeks after the events of Endgame. I think. Okay, man. At least. I don't know. I don't fully know. Yeah. We got very few other, uh, other Marvel news, uh, but these are some big ones. Mm -hmm. We've got 
Uh, some news on Hawkeye. We've got its release date and a first look. Yeah. So, uh, want uh, want you want to take it away from here? Yeah, sure. Let me just, let me okay. just pull up the article like the uh, unprepared plebeian like I am. Okay. So first of all, first look, uh, Hawkeye. The first episode streams on Wednesday, November twenty fourth, which is my birthday. Oh, happy early so birthday! That's fun. That's the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. Uh, you know, that's the best part of my, my birthday because around that same time I get to eat good food. Oh yeah. Get to eat stuffing turkey. And not care. Maybe try some cranberry sauce again once a year. Uh, Same. Right. So Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld, we got uh, just pretty much just an image of uh, One Hawkeye and, and Kate Bishop pretty much. Yep. That's all. Um, it's in a, a, in a training room. Yeah. Yep. And like details as far as like uh, what uh, uh, I don't know who they're interviewing here. Uh, Marvel producer. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to screw up this name. Uh trin tran oh, oh boy uh, uh talks about how basically it's like the feel and quality of these shows are going to feel like the marvel movies so basically it's same production quality as the like the falcon and the winter soldier pretty much which all been i'm in favor for i imagine like the ep- it's going to be like same length of time as as uh episodes falcon and winter soldier um, which is like six episodes each of them being like an hour yeah, because I know that if you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing, it'll tell you like how many episodes are planned uh, for each of these series. Right now, I, okay. Yeah, I know that. Like, uh, for example, what's it called? Um, uh, she Hulk. She Hulk. That is meant to be. Um, that's meant to be ten episodes. Okay. Uh, then. Marvel TV shows. Damn it! Give me the Wikipedia page, please. There we go. Okay, so that Hawkeye is currently set to be six episodes. Oh no, TBA. My bad. Hmm. We don't know. We don't know. That's no that's the truth. We know what if it's gonna be ten. Miss Marvel is six. Moon Knight six. These also could just be placeholders. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I, yeah, definitely is, they they gotta be placeholders because yeah they've been well I mean it could just be six also still. But yeah, I can't wait for Hawkeye. We gotta have a date now to look forward to, and uh, yes, cool, good stuff. But uh, not so good stuff to close out this Marvel news. <laughs> oh. What is happening? Oh no! Oh no! I mean, well, I mean, it's fair. She's, I mean, she's. I mean, let's be honest. She's not coming back. So <laughs> yeah. So Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney for breach of contract over Black Widow's release. Yeah, uh, it was originally so. At the same time, uh, she said that it was being released. She uh, sent in a lawsuit or something like that. Um, that much of Johansson's uh, compensation was tied to the box office performance of uh, Black Widow, and if it hit certain benchmarks, a bon- uh, bonuses would kick in. And the yeah. reason why it basically didn't get it is because it wasn't released exclusively in theaters. No, no, it wasn't. But I. I f- <sighs> I don't know how you feel about this, Jared, but this feels like to me she's fighting over like pennies at this point, like compared to like, because look at the box office like gross, like 80.4 million as of now. Well, after March 2020, I should say top domestic opening weekends. But my point is, is that it it feels like given the amount of money she's getting for it. And I know I, I understand why she'd be why there's frustration because like this movie was delayed for like a full year, maybe longer. Um, it, yeah, it was. But definitely. I mean, yeah, so like this movie was either going to get released or it wasn't. 
Um, let me. But, yeah, but at the same time, I think she should have gotten uh, a percentage of the money that uh, that Disney Plus money, at least for like the premiere, the people who premiere to see it from the streaming service. I think she deserved a percentage of that at least. Yes. Yeah, definitely for uh, with some of the streaming, uh, like because they they probably definitely had. I don't know how they count like streaming numbers, but they had to have. They had to count, you know, subscriptions for just for the movie. Tons yeah, of you'd have to count. You would have to count like the number of like deposits. So thirty dollars deposits for Black Widow. Then let me say though, there is one other reason though. I, I think I am in her favor. The last Marvel soup, uh, movie that actually came out, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, grossed a billion dollars. These movies are billion-dollar grossing movies. She's oh, making God, really that yeah, much. Yeah, so she lost out on a lot of money, basically. Okay then. Right. Like, pro- a, f- a metric fuck ton. That's how much it was. A metric fuck ton of money. That's true. Sorry to curse so early, but yeah. And uh, you know what? It, let's see. It also pulled, let's see. It says it pulled 80 million in North America, 78 overseas, 60 million. It pulled 60 million on Disney Plus. Uh, so yeah, the ticket sales steeply declined the subsequent, subsequent, subsequent weeks. And currently stand at 319 million globally, putting Black Widow on track to become one of the lowest-grossing Marvel movies of all time. Ooh, okay. Not by its fault. Not all by right. its own fault. I don't know. Yeah, I, a I, lot of it had to do with the pandemic. Yeah. I, I guess I'm on Scarlet's side for this one. Yeah. Oh well. It could it, like because it could be pennies for all we know, but I it's it had to have been a lot more. Yeah, or or they could have at least like it. It feels like the Christopher Nolan situation again with Tenet. Oh yeah, from what I remember, because he was not happy that uh, his movie got released on streaming service. But at least there, that was like right in the middle of the pandemic, and there was really nothing that they could do. There was no nothing new coming out in movie theaters. Yeah, there was like, and also like HBO Max, like that wasn't even like ah, we need content for the streaming service. It was barely a thing yet, I think. Also. Yeah, that's true. When did yeah. it? When did it launch? Like only a little. Oh God, I have no Max. idea. It launched a, a little under a year ago. So yeah, or a little over a year ago. My bad. May twenty seventh, twenty twenty is what it says here. On, mm-hmm. Or at least that's what it says. So I, I guess. Oh man, I don't know what to say. Disney just gives Scarlett their their money. You're like the richest company in the world. Yeah, you own own entertainment. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, that's what we got for MCU. That was a lot. Oh. Yeah. I, f- I felt like you were getting a little bored there, man. <laughs> I can't help but tell. I, I, I understand if you were because even I was feeling it a little bit there. Yeah, it's a lot. It's just it's just a lot of little things. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I Oh, we didn't even do episode corrections. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me. Uh, I can go through this quickly. A Mandalorian character showed up in Bad Batch. Um, that was cool. Uh, it was a bounty hunter you might recognize. Which Mandalorian character? Fennec. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. Never mind. Well, I mean, I'm still watching Bad Batch, and another character showed up, too, from Clone Wars. I was like, oh, you are still yep. alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cad Bane. Yeah, he's, oh, God, he's cool. I I hope that he, I don't, like, did, I don't know if he ever showed up in Rebels, but I hope he survives. I can't remember if he ever appears in Rebels, actually. I, I hope that he survived, like, the uh, the main series, or the original series, mm-hmm. so that way he can show up in Ahsoka, because that'd be awesome. Yeah, who would definitely. Be, who would be a great live-action Cad Bane? 
Oh god, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone who's like tall and gaunt. Yeah. A cool thing though about Fennec showing up in Bad Batch was that she was voiced by Ming-Na, Ming-Na Wen, the live action voice actor or the live action actress. Yeah, reprising her role. It yep. was great. That was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um and let's see it oh yeah, a Rebels character showed up too. I saw uh Chopper and Hera. Yes. That was cool. I'm basically caught up on Reb- on that by the way cuz I just like I got to see more. Yeah, Star it's Wars. good. I mentioned something. Oh, yeah. So about shiny Pokemon and Pokemon Go, because you were like, you got all these shinies in one day. I never got one. Yeah. That was you. So as I put here, if you want a shiny in Pokemon Go, um, and this is a report I've only heard by uh, by talking to other players, and they've confirmed this with me. They've said this to me multiple times, is that newer or low activity accounts, like accounts that, ha- that were like started off in the beginning uh, of the game and then haven't played since and dropped off yeah yeah and dropped off if they if you start to come back with them you're gonna see more shinies okay then you're gonna it's just shinies are just higher possibility for you because you're new and we we want to keep you (laughs) okay yeah i see how that goes those algorithms okay yeah okay and i include ask this would it be wrong to include kung fu panda or Tack from Tack and the Power of Juju in Nickelodeon Smash because those started off as video games or, or a movie and a video game. Well, I mean, as far as con- as far as like Poe from Kung Fu Panda, you would have to talk to DreamWorks first, I yeah. imagine, since they the movies first. But uh, oh god, Tack! I forgot about that one, man. It was like uh, uh, I guess the Barbarian I mean, Kid. Is he being used for anything? I don't think so. I think his franchise is kind of dead. Yeah, you you could probably you could probably use him. I guess. Oh, and I mentioned fanboy and chum chum working like ice climbers. Nah, not that. They gotta work more like banjo kazooie or duck hunt dog. I guess so. Yeah. One uses the other for as a weapon mostly. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say or do. Yeah. But that was all the corrections and notes that I took. I guess now we move on to. Do we want to do what we're watching? Yes, Let's, I would like to. Go ahead. I'll let you take it away. I've, I've been do. I've been talking too I, much. Yeah, I, I was about to say I like to. Jared, you don't seem very enthused today. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. Good. Everything's great. Fine. Uh, actually, fun, <laughs> actually, cool, fun thing. If I if you want. Sure. If you want uh, at work, I found recently that we have a little frog there. A frog? Oh, lovely. Yeah, and some might be thinking, a frog in your job? That's That sounds horrible. But <laughs> the frog is in the back of my job, where there is okay. this huge uh, lake puddle that is all from mm-hmm. rain that just, the only way that it will ever be gone is evaporation. And yes. we have not, ha- it's it's freaking flooded. It gets huge all the time. Like whenever a new truck of merchandise comes, the guys climb on the tire of the truck so they don't have to step in the water because they're not wearing boots like I am. Oh yeah, it's it's a big puddle then. Yeah, it's a big puddle. Like it's, it, it's long enough at least, you know, for like, um, you know how like a warehouse will have like three doors maybe for, tr- or multiple doors for truck beds? Yes. It yeah. spans across all three up. doors. Wow! All three That's doors impressive. and the length of a truck are of the nice. It's huge. Or not? Well, it's not huge. That, but that, it's That's big. that frog's natural habitat, pretty much. Basically, I saw this. I, I was opening up one of the doors to, the tr- to get on the truck, and all of a sudden, I hear a little splashing. I'm like, "What was that?" Yeah. Come back a little later, I see a frog there. Froggy. It was cute and small. I liked them. Good. 
Uh, Good. So you got. So you got a. You got a business pet. I have, yes, we have a. We That's have awesome. A, you got a. You got a mascot. Yes. Yes, a mascot. We have a mascot for our store. <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what Furniture we have. Furniture frog. There you go. Oh man, I should cut and paste that into J and J Travels, but whatever. Furniture frog. Yeah. yeah. So what were we watching? Uh, what was I watching? Um, well, I there wasn't anyone like as cool as Furniture Frog, but it was pretty close because I started to watch Masters of the Universe Revelations. Oh, I meant to check it out. How was it? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's five episodes. I'm, th- you know, I'm pretty close to being all the way through it. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Now, I speak as a person who did not grow up with the original He-Man cartoon because that came out in 83 and I did not exist at that point. Neither of us did. So um, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming in as like kind of fresh. I- and I got to say, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, a couple highlights. I mean, uh, actually, uh he-Man really isn't the main character of the show. It's actually uh, one of the lead females. It's Tila. I've heard. I've which, heard you know, I can understand some people be upset. Uh, but, like, He-Man, he is prominent in the first episode. But I understand why he's not really the main focus. Because if he was just there all the time, then he, there would be no conflict. He would just win. Yeah. Because uh, he's that powerful, but yeah, I understand why, and it gives highlights to the rest of the characters. Because it's not the show's not called He Man; it's called Masters of the Universe. That's true. Yeah, because it, it focuses on like the other cast. Yeah. So I, I heard. Yeah, I heard that, it, that like he like disappears, like literally disappears somehow. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll talk about episode one. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, skip obviously. But uh, basically. Uh, He-Man and Skeletor have a big fight. Uh, Castle Grayskull is actually revealed to be the source of all of uh, Eternia's magic, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And in order to prevent Skeletor from getting it, basically He-Man sacrifices himself to destroy the, uh, the orb to prevent Skeletor from getting it, and which results in a lot of the magic in Eternia just evaporating, pretty much. Uh... Which get, you know, so instead of like magic powers flying around all over the place, it gives rise to technology. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing gadgets. like vehicles and such sometimes. Yeah, a lot of cool like cyber cyber looking tanks. Um, I'll have you know, actually, just to like, let you know, I did have a little bit of exposure to He-Man as a kid. There was like oh, yeah? an early 2000s reboot actually on TV. And I oh, re- God, there was. Yeah. I forgot about that. I don't remember like, I remember like, like, uh, pictures i could not pictures you know like images from it like and and that's about it because yeah. it was on like really early in the morning and sometimes as a kid i would wake up really early <laughs> yeah yeah i remember some. i remember that's how i first discovered inuyasha was that it was on at yeah. like 5 a.m for that some early reason. morning block yeah oh yeah yeah it's so yeah, early gotta love television. it yeah uh, so uh so yeah rise of technology uh villains are more like classic villains are more technology based like there's like triclops and there's a lot there feels like so many um what i will say about the show and the best aspect of it is that the show it was it really feels like it was made with love mm. of he-man and like the whole franchise like these are this was made by people who really love this stuff growing yeah. up and i can just i i love it when i can feel like passion coming from a show like i can feel the passion of like the people involved behind it while watching it. it it's one of the best feelings i can have while watching anything or playing a game like 
the people who made this were having fun mm. doing this and that's and that and that and that feeling is just it just fires off like the the, the, the happy the synapses in my brain fires the, your the, synapses the, the dopamine the endorphins in my mm. brain it fires off the happy parts oh yeah um, I, I would think it's especially funny uh, fun for you considering you're a toy man and that that show is all that was all about toys originally Oh my god, they are um, they're making new toys now for the show. Like there's there's this new one cuz I forget the name. It's like Skull Lord or whatever. It Ooh, looks awesome. Nice. I have uh, no idea what it is, but yeah. Um this show felt like it tried to stuff as many characters in it as possible to get as many references in, which is just another sign that they really love this franchise, want to get everyone in even if it does really make sense. Mm-hmm. Last thing I'll say about it is voice you know the voice cast is great. Uh is somebody you voiced got by Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill? I knew it. Yeah, you got I was yeah, like, Mark Hamill. Mark, oh yeah, wait, he's uh, Skeletor, right? Yeah, Mark Hamill Skeletor and I didn't know that going in. I was very happy to hear him. Um Kevin Conroy as Merman. Which yeah, it's he's... pretty weird hearing the voice of Batman come out of a villain. Yeah, huh? That's which is pretty fun. Uh, that's cool. And 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 there's another one. Uh, I think it's Susan Eisenberg. She voices uh, the Sir Sorceress Bird Lady. Susan Eisenberg. What do I know her from? Yeah, Susan Eisenberg. She voiced she not, uh, Wonder she... Woman in Justice League Unlimited. I was gonna ask if she was married to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh wait, no. Uh, no, I was thinking of. I thought of Jesse Eisenberg, who played Mark Jesse Zuckerberg. Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Very different things. Yeah. Uh, you've also got uh, a veteran, uh, Alan Oppenheimer. You know, you've got uh, uh, Phil Amar's in here. Phil, of course, uh, Phil Amar. Actually, spoiler for who Phil Amar is. I'm not going to say that yet, because I actually don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, God, who voices uh, Tila? Uh, Sarah Michelle uh, Jeller, I think Sarah her name Michelle. is Jellar. Sarah and, Michelle Geller. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Chris Wood. Yeah, Chris Wood is in this. Uh, it's just it's just a really good, a solid cast. Is she still yeah, married to Freddie really, Prince Jr.? She is. I got. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Freddie Prince uh, Jr. Summer. It's just. Oh my God. The cat, the cast for this is pretty nuts, and yeah, uh, P-Man Revelations. Uh, I'll give my final thoughts on it once I've fought, watched the last two episodes. But uh, yeah, highly recommend. I mean, this is only part one. Apparently, there are more episodes coming. So okay, good. Yeah, there will be more to this show. Uh, yeah, just as we saw more to that. I have to say about uh, so I like I said before, I've been watching more Bad Batch. Omega mm-hmm. is a great child character. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm gonna say that they needed they needed Omega to be likable because she's not an idiot. No, she's actually perfectly competent. She's pretty smart, and she she's a fast learner. Yes, that's the best part is that she's you very see quick her learner. learn. Yes, and be like become part of this. Really get herself in, become part of this group. I mean, obviously, like it kind of means that this group has like three tech people, but also. <laughs> Yeah, but also um, she is where a lot of the heart and emotion really come in for these tech guys. Yeah, because because a lot of because uh, a lot of uh, pretty much all the Bad Batch are are, are veterans and they're like cold blooded, not cold blooded murderers, but like cold blooded droid destroyers, pretty oh, yeah. much. And Omega doesn't have that. She's she's a lot more positive. Yeah. I guess I saw this episode um, with Ryloth. Are you caught up on Bad Batch or no? I am, yes. Okay, the episode on Ryloth, that's the last one I saw, where mm-hmm. uh, where it was mostly there, um, and I was like, I always hated that guy. I'm glad they got that they shot him in the head. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, he was uh, always annoying. And I feel for the Twi'leks. Oh yeah, that yeah. was that was where that was the episode where the bad bat where the rebels character showed up. And uh, we yeah, see, yeah, Heron Chopper. Yeah, yeah. We see that the clones do have more to think. You know how the Empire just wants to kill anyone who's against them, and they're not for that. Yeah, and so and, and like the clone captain here is just like, uh, hold on. I thought we were in charge of protecting Ryloth. Why are we turning this into a police state where we're oppressing people's rights? Wait a minute, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Makes no sense. Ba- uh, Bad Batch is great. Omega's great. Tell me about uh, about Apex. Okay, so uh, going from, going from Star Wars to Star Cars, essentially, pretty much. Okay, uh, it's a it's a little it's a doc it's a little documentary on uh, Amazon Prime now. It's called Apex: The Story of the Hypercar, and pretty much it's just um, going into like the definition of like what is a hypercar because you like you I imagine you kind of guess what supercars are like your Lamborghinis and your Ferraris and stuff like that, kind of your standard. Like, what do you think of as like a fancy sports car, pretty much? Uh, I don't know, a Maserati, Vi- uh, Maserati, uh, Viper. I don't know. I was thinking Dodge Viper's another one. I was thinking of the Viper because of the Drake and Josh movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like anything that, and like supercars are like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah. pretty much. Hypercars are uh, in the are are in millions of dollars of range. Absurd amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watching this movie felt like I was getting sla- slapped in the face by a hand up like a like a wad of like ten thousand dollar bills constantly because <laughs> of the amount of money that's shooting out on the screen. It just it, it goes into it talks about various hypercars from different companies and like the mentalities of not just the people making the cars, but people actually buying these cars that oh. cost millions of dollars because it, it basically explains like, yeah, the person who would buy a hypercar, they're not just buying their first car, their 10th car, even their like 50th car. They're buying their 100th car. Yeah. At this point, if, if you're willing to spend that amount of money in your cars, you you are into cars and nothing else. Pretty much. Basically, that yeah. is what you are into. Uh, or and, you're a celebrity who has uh, too much money. Yeah, pretty much. And it's it's like not about like getting just getting a car because it's like, oh, I need a car. It's like you love cars, Mm. period. You love that stuff. And they go into a bunch of different companies. They talk about the hypercars made by Porsche, Ferrari, uh, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, uh, Bugatti and Mm -hmm. uh, Pagani. And they actually interviewed the the CEO of Pagani himself. And he's just and he's just kind of an, an eccentric dude. And hypercars, it's not just about the people who. The companies that develop them, it's it's essentially it's it's ego driven. It's ah. really that's what it is, okay. pretty much. Um, but my God, they make some spectacular spectacular toys. And they also go into uh, this company goes into um, I'm going to butcher the name of this car company. Um, Konesig. Oh God, I don't know. Koenig. And basically, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a small company that's making a hypercar that's called the One to One, which. Is essentially which it's named that way because for every I'm going to show it to you actually. Oh Hold boy, on. I can't uh, wait. If I remember how to share my screen, so essentially before I uh, all day pretty much the one to one is basically the reason why it's called that is because for every uh one kilogram that it weighs, it has one horsepower. Jared, do you want to guess how much horsepower this thing has? Waiting on it to load still. Uh, mm, my goodness, that is a sexy car. Um, yeah. it's a hypercar. Remember. 200 is that that's a normal that's normal cars jerry oh, you gotta okay. think bigger okay uh 2000 uh actually yeah it's 
you're in the thousand range. You're close. It's actually been you overshot. It's one thousand three hundred forty-one horsepower. Jesus, that why? Which, I can't imagine that is, many horses. Because 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 they feel like they can. They just can. They just um, can. Okay. For, for reference, like the Ferrari La Ferrari, which is like Ferrari's hypercar, is nine hundred forty-nine horsepower. Uh-huh. And it's just them trying to outdo each other pretty much it's, it's just a flex it's just it's just oh, yeah it's just dick swinging pretty much but it's crazy to see what they're willing to come up with how much they're willing to spend on this stuff there's not much real story to this documentary pretty much um the main story is just like uh the the Kinetic team trying to take their one-to-one uh vehicle to the Nürburgring, which i mentioned before and break yep. the uh the lap record for it which Unfortunately, they are not able to uh, because of a ridiculous reason. It's because they broke the uh, decibel limit. The decibel Which means limit. the car was too loud. Oh. I'm not kidding. So it's Some too re- loud. The engine was too loud. Like, literally, the test driver turned a corner, mm-hmm. accelerated, and then just red flags popped up on the track oh. all the way through. And he had to go back to the garage, and then he found out what had happened. Oh. And that, and it was just like, it, it's kind of a downer, but... Um, they still get the main point of the documentary across as to explain what a hypercar is. And it's just it was it was just a fascinating little uh, little documentary about just like seeing like cool cars and like the people behind them. So nice. I would recommend Apex. It's good. Uh, definitely would have to. All right. Gonna need you to hit the yeah. close on that one. Yeah, I'm going to uh, figure it out. While you do on. that, I'm a. OK, it's great. Already, already gone. Uh, I'm going to say this. Did the boys it? is fucking dope. OK, good. The boys is fucking dope. It's a good. It's a nice show. You know what? I'll be honest. I only watched season one, but even I, it's one of those shows where it's like I'm satisfied. Mm. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I would like to watch more, but I don't need to. So go ahead. Okay. Um. Watch more. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I started watching this originally because I saw a YouTube video that used a clip from season two. I was like, oh, I gotta what? That's I gotta see that. But then when I mm-hmm. saw it in season two, I was like, oh, it wasn't that actually happening. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. oh, well, I think I was like, in, OK, this is a cool show. OK, it's rated R. OK, they got this one guy's invisible. Oh, that guy's naked. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. it was going to be like rated fucking R. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it is. I did you not. Bet. I, let, let me say I, this. The episode, uh, a previous episode's audio went up a little late because I started this Friday night instead of starting the editing. Here, let's get an episode. Mm. Let's let's try to see what this thing's all about. I did. I was like. I gotta see what's next. And then, <laughs> then the next episode happened and I met French. Oh, oh, first of all, very sad. Robin's death. Very, very sad. Yeah. Very, very sudden. Uh, fuck mm-hmm. A-Train. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, I just, like, <sighs> what? Well, what were you doing, man? It, uh, Hey, can I also say, getting all those people in to a stadium for that, for a short race... That's a couple seconds long. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like, I'm not, I looked at that. I'm like, is this like a whole day event? And just like the A-Train thing is just like a part of it? Because, or is that just like the only thing going on there? It probably wasn't the only thing going on there, but it felt like it was the only thing going on there. Because one thing, another thing about this show is, is it's superheroes if they were controlled by corporate America. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and yeah, corporate the America would have a, would do this. Yeah, yeah. Corporate America would do this. I think. Yeah. For such a small so event. Dumb. Uh, so bad. Yeah. But um, I think it was like the next next episode where we met Frenchie, and Frenchie tells us about how he remembers every kill he's made. You know, he is. He, I kill. I saw this very this very beautiful woman. Something weird about her hands. 
That, she was very beautiful. That was the first one I killed. And it's like, you have all those with you. It's like, damn, man. You do carry them with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, then what happened? And then uh, I was like, I was like, when I heard the word ass bomb. <laughs> ass bomb. You don't remember? Oh, you're testing my memory now. Hold uh, on. Translucent. Remember how he oh, dies? Oh, God. Oh, that's how he. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot. Translucent, oh, a hero no. whose his powers—they say his powers invincibility—but it's actually that he's able to bend the light around his skin, uh, kind of like how my skin yeah. is glowing now from this light, and make it very hard in that case too, like almost diamond-like. Yeah. So while he was asleep yeah. and passed out, because uh, they were all—they were keeping him in a cage, an electric cage. After they captured him, they stuck a bomb up his ass. <laughs> yeah. And Homelander's like trying to look for them, uh, and. Just barely get they get they just barely get away from him catching them him hearing this explosion yeah. and as soon as that happened an episode ended I was like okay keep going gotta see more yeah by by the way I gotta say like Homelander what do you think what do you oh think my. of Cody Rhodes <laughs> he really is Cody Rhodes. what do you think of that heel Cody <laughs> oh he really is just Cody kinda yeah he's God. so all in about this company but also such a terrible terrible person. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's just like I, he is literally Clark Kent. He's literally Superman. If well, he's literally Superman if he never be if he never was Clark Kent and he was raised in like super corporate yeah. America land instead raised of in like a lab a, a, instead of like a nice yeah raised in a lab literally raised in a lab. It was Superman raised in a lab instead of America. Yeah. Um. Wow. Well, the lab probably in America, but still, yeah. I think my jaw was like most agape in uh episode four mm. um the, the the plane oh god that oh god that was horrible that and because that comes back through in season two like you know just the results of that one of the things about this show is that corporate america is trying to control the Amer- american military <sighs> this company vought yes and they have to do it conv- and they have to have some way of convincing it so uh, i'll leave it at there i'll leave it at that mm-hmm. and uh boy homelander's mind does not work right and it seems that they're mostly uh, doing these characters and actors are mostly doing movies instead of superheroing throughout the entire series yeah they're dealing with like brand stuff and yeah. it's like my god what are you guys doing yeah sometimes i'm like i don't understand if that's that, there's no way that that's how many days went by like oh. Mm. oh actually no that's more of a, a never mind i have that problem with invincible actually as i can't tell time with that show it's it doesn't make sense mm. um and uh th- th- i don't know the show is really good i'm gonna keep it at that homelanders uh, is evil and excellent um i think yeah. that there's oh what was it the the transforming <laughs> there's that one uh guy who shapeshifts and shapeshifted mm. to make um that senator look bad oh really yeah, it was in a later episode. It was like just as they were about okay. to finally get to Congress. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm see, trying to remember. Uh, I mean, shout out to Black Noir. That's all I'll say to cap off because that guy's just a cool dude. He is a cool dude. Yes, he is. Yeah. And also, screw the deep. He sucks. They were rede- they and they and they redeemed him a little bit in season in season two actually. But he okay, sucks. Yeah, because I, because season one, the the one take, the first take one that I think of is that poor dolphin. That oh, <laughs> in season one, I was mortified. <laughs> I was watching it going like, no, 
That's like the worst thing I've ever seen on television. I was horrified. Two. Just wait till season two. Oh, I, I think I've seen that clip. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fucking diabolical. Oh, my God. My God. And, yeah. Also, uh, Jack Quaid, uh, son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Awesome acting, especially considering his first role ever was him being the silent guy, the silent guy who throws a spear at Rue in the Hunger Games. Okay, then. Yeah, he was he was part of that pack of like um. You saw the Hunger Games, right? Uh, no. Oh no. Okay. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. You know, everyone. It's there's this pack of people from the upper uh, districts one and two. Yeah, and I'm one, familiar with the term. I'm familiar with the plot. I'm just not. Yeah. I've not seen the actual movie. Really. He was one of the, he was one of the guys from one of the upper districts, basically, in that and. Okay. have a lot of lines at all uh mm-hmm. yeah that's what, and that's where i first remembered him from also the girl uh main girl was hope schlotman in season one of jessica jones okay uh, and he, that literally that hope is basically the one who's the person who the whole first season of jessica jones really surrounds the mm. initial person that purple man targeted before coming back before coming after jessica again mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah that the boys is dope watch the boys Good. okay we are running long man all right, so I'll 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 blaze through if you want, or we can just skip my the gaming um, thing. I can save that to later. It, it, we'll save it for later. I think that's gonna be. That's fine. Week. Yeah, we'll do it next week. Okay, um, we gotta move on. Yeah, we got cool. Um, we can skip the la- the things. Oh God, we'll even skip trail. <laughs> Let's just go to wrestling. We're just gonna do wrestling for the rest of it because we're we an just hour gotta do and wrestling. In. Yeah, we're an hour and eight in. Last episode was two hours long. I don't want to re- edit yeah. a super long episode again. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, remember the boys kept me from wa- from editing the show from editing the last episode. Yes. <laughs> okay, Blame wait. The one boys. One star. Uh, can I- let's actually. I do want to say the Star Wars thing. Let's do the Star Wars real sure. quick, because um, yes, because like I say, we stand Rosario Dawson here on this podcast. Gotta love her. We do. And uh, Rosario Dawson revealed on her Instagram some castings for her future show. Yes, they've cast um, their Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, to be played in this case by let's see, Mena Masood and Lars Mil- Mikkelsen. Yes. So uh, yeah. really cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I think Lars Mikkelsen's me- is brothers with mads mickelson who i know was in um doctor strange yes he was the villain for that it's not dormammu oh he was the villain yeah, yeah. that's right uh, well that was his brother i should say that's no, not the guy who's gonna be in this and um yes. I actually don't know congratulations to lars for being thrawn yeah exactly um and I, and I gotta say like the like the likeness for uh mena as uh ezra and uh Lars as Thrawn, pretty close. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pretty accurate. Good luck, Lars, with having to have your face probably painted blue. Oh, God. Or do you think they're going to CGI it, or it's going to be like Mystique from the X-Men films, where he's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> that's what... I, I don't know. That's what basically what Dave Batista was like, too. I bet he'll go all out at first, and uh, then they'll go into what they did for... Um... Oh, shit. I just realized I never watched it. I was supposed to watch The Marvels Assembled for Loki, and I didn't watch it. Mm. Next week, guys. Next week, I'll get that for you. Mm-hmm. See, Find out some of that hot behind-the-scenes stuff that they never told you. Um mm. But Dave Batista basically said that he didn't like that too. But oh, behind the scenes, though, for WandaVision, they didn't paint his face like entirely red. It was actually, yeah, Vision's face. Yeah. yeah, Vision's. They had to t- paint it different colors for uh, the black and white scenes and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that uh, that's a good point. Yeah, because I imagine like it would look kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, mm. okay. Menemasud, he was the live action Aladdin. Oh, 
oh okay you know yeah. what i like that i like that movie that was a decent movie actually that, that movie had its pro had i think it had a, a lot of problems personally but i think it's probably one of the best interpretations it could have been yeah i mean out of all the live action films it was the one that i actually bothered to watch and you know what as pers- a kid who loved aladdin mm-hmm. as a kid who one jump ahead is one of my favorite disney songs Ooh. they did a good job Nice. It was all right. I wasn't leaning back in my chair going, all right, impress me. I mm-hmm. was neutral-minded. Decent film. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, I, oh, yeah. Th- what I really would have wanted from that, more from that movie was just some more Bollywood dancing. Just wanted some more of that. Yeah. They gave yeah, us a nice... Yeah, kind of go nuts with it. Yeah. Yeah, they could have gone way bigger with it than they did. Yeah. I. You know what? Yeah, the big thing with that film for me, the, big, the feeling that I took away from it was like, I feel like this film is like holding back a little bit yeah it was it was like it's not going all as all out as it could be like i feel like they're trying to not go they're they're trying too hard to be more grounded when they when they really could go a little more cartooning over the top i think they might have also been trying to keep some reservations that uh they were trying to keep it grounded because people already had reservations with will smith replacing robin williams as the genie that's true. That's true. Uh, but I, I, I liked Will Smith in the I, movie just fine. I, I, yeah, he was, honestly, he, was, Will, he wasn't laugh. I will say he wasn't laugh out loud funny, but he was he was charming. Like yeah, I didn't hate funny. him. Yeah, yeah. His own great quips in here and there. It was good. Uh, yeah, we got yeah. off topic. Yeah, we did uh, because we were Star Wars. Uh, well, we got a, mm-hmm. we have our live we have our live action Ezra and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn so awesome! Mm-hmm. And thank you, mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson. We stand you. We stand you. We go from standing Thanks. someone yes. we love to seeing a lot of hate down in Atlantic City this past weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, during GCW Homecoming. Mm-hmm. As um, Matt Cardona came out and won the GCW championship off of Nick fucking Gage. Zack Ryder, the broski, deathmatch champion came. <laughs> man, what a what a turnaround for, for that guy, man. What a serious oh, yeah. turnaround the past two years have been. For Zack Ryder going from doing nothing in WWE, just sitting there. Actually, no, he hasn't been in WWE. I feel like for a long time. It feels a like year. forever. A year now. Only a year. Only a year, man. He he got let go with the pandemic. Okay then. All right. Yep. And he first showed up again in AEW. It was, I think. Yeah. yeah for for a brief for a brief stint, and then he's been all over the place. Yep. Basically since. And you know what? Good for him. Apparently he's doing this corporate champion-like person. So speaking of corporations of like the boys, he's going full WWE as the champion. Like he's calling GCW the GCW universe as opposed to fans. Oh, God. WWE and their terminology. <laughs> yep. And he called them the GCW universe. He think I think he mentioned in an interview about going to Disney World with the title after he won it, which he did. Like he had a 5 a.m. flight and everything. He was still bloody. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I didn't actually watch the match because, God, did, I didn't, I, I wasn't going to see that. I was already seeing the death match that was on last night. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Zach, but good on you, Matt Cardona. Good on you. Um, yes. Brief fight for the Fallen. It was great. Yes. Yeah, it was great. That's it. <laughs> Nick Gage and Chris yep. Jericho put on a great match. Uh, Hikuleo uh, did not get the, I, the IWGP US title. Lance Archer retained. Um, yeah. But, oh, sad thing. Um, mm. I was upset that 
the Dark Order lost to the Elite. Uh, Adam Page and the Dark Order lost to the Elite. Oh, yeah, that that opening match. Uh, by the way, I saw everything for Fight Fallen except for the main event. I fell asleep right before yeah. it, but I have it recorded, so I'll watch it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, like, what a great opener match. Um, oh, yeah. Featured, first- I think, like, the first, I think the first, like, the first, like, double countout in Dynamite history, I think. I actually did. Well. I was also driving at the time during that match too, so I was like looking over a little. Okay. I, like I mentioned to you, I met up with some people at the at a bar, and had to ask them to put it on the TV. Oh my god! Yeah, the uh, the death match was or the D- no DQ match was playing on the TVs at this bar. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah. Did you see? Uh, did you see the elites like Space Jam jersey? Yes, loved did it. Did you see the entrance? I did. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, I hate them. It's just like, what a bunch of dorks. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of losers that you just want to see get punched in the face. Like yeah. they, Kenny Omega, I, I've never been a huge fan. I didn't really care for like the hour long match with Okada. Really? But man, he's just turned into a great heel. I mean, I, the match was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but man, it's an hour. Yeah, like I have true. no desire to go back and watch that. But him and AEW now, he's just evolved into an incredible like heel. Yeah, he's involved in an incredible villain, an incredible television character. He's also, stellar. He he really feels like a Ric Flair. Yeah, pretty much. Just being he's on gonna, top. His, of his, it. Yeah, his he's gonna turn his hair into like from Triple H to Ric Flair at some point. Oh my Mark God. my words, he's gonna go through the whole phase. Yeah, he's gonna go for the long blonde and then like the WCW late nineties like short hair, oh. and then he's gonna get all like tanned and leathery. It's gonna be great. Fuck yeah, uh, FTR is gonna uh, they beat Santana Ortiz. I kind of was upset about that, but apparently Cash Wheeler got really injured at one point. It was like yeah, like towards the end of the match, he got apparently from what I understand his arm got caught and he cut it um against like the metal of like the turnbuckle one of the uh, corner turnbuckle. Right now it's uh, we don't know what his condition is. Hopefully he's all right. I heard he's all right. And hopefully it's just like something he can stitch up and nothing like torn. Yeah, but they had to end it, the match prematurely, unfortunately. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, I don't know. Alistair Black and Cody were fighting again. They have a match. Cody didn't even get out a word. Cody didn't even get out like a full sentence before he just got kicked in the face. Literally. <laughs> Tony Khan was there on t- was there on TV. Great to see Tony. Yeah, cute little cameo for, from the boss. Yay. Thanks, boss. Thank God he doesn't yeah. actually like, you know, have big impacts on television. I'm- no, I, I mean, I think the most he's done is like he's shown up on Impact. Yep. But that's it. Like he has not and, really uh, done a lot show. in AEW. The Brody Lee show, of course, he was a big part of that. Yes. Um, but that's there, pretty much it. Yeah, there were two other shorter matches. Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express defeated the heart HFO. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not as into HFO. I do- no, I'm not. I, I I think Matt Hardy at this point would be better suited as like a as um as just like a backstage like agent yeah. or, you know, someone who helps produce the show at this point because I, I I really I love him, but you know, he's hitting that point. And also he's got he's got like four kids at this point. Like yeah. you think he would kind of take a break from all the bumps <laughs> and stuff. He's earned it. True that. Uh Thunder Rosa had a had a quick match with Julia Hart after coming off that loss to Deanna Perrazzo at Slayland Anniversary. Mm-hmm. Gotta show her mm-hmm. being strong. And like we said, uh Painmaker Jericho against Nick Gage, you still gotta watch, but when the light tubes came out, the light tubes came out. 
I heard there was glass. There was glass. There was I know there was a sheet. Of I was glass just whenever I see. Oh yeah, the sheet of glass I heard was there, but the light. Oh god. I love. So it. many old wrestlers are gonna have a stroke <laughs> watching oh, yeah. this if they even do that. Oh yeah, but that's not really the biggest news, even that's been coming out of AEW. There was a promo by Darby Allen and Sting. I didn't. I let me. Oh my god. Can you go over this? Because I actually didn't hear any of it. I, I stopped hearing no. everything once I got to the bar. I, okay, I I didn't actually watch this promo, unfortunately, either. So I'm kind of letting you down. But I know that Darby Allen or Sting said uh, something, something best in the world. Something, something I, I will mean, face the best in the world. Or I want to uh, I think they were world. promoting Rampage, I believe, yes. actually. They were hyping up Rampage, which is going to be their new show on uh, TBS. I think it's actually also going to be on TNT. Okay, yeah, but it's on, it's on Fridays. It's on Fridays. Yep, it basically comes on right after uh, in, after SmackDown, I think. Yes, uh, and the first episode of Rampage is going to be in Chicago. <laughs> of course. And Darby Allen mentioned... Uh, that he wants to fight the best in the world, which leads us into the rumors that have been going on for the past God knows how long. It feels like forever. It's literally only uh, been a week. But though. really, it's only been a couple. It's only been really a week uh, of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signing with AEW and returning to wrestling. CM Punk, in particular, he has not been seen in a wrestling ring since I would say the Royal Rumble 2014. Yep. For WWE, and after that, he was he he had enough and he was done and he walked away. Had some MMA fights. Daniel Bryan has not been. Sorry, go ahead. Had some MMA fights. Yeah, had some MMA fights. He tried his best. Didn't really work out, but that's fine. Uh, Daniel Bryan has, uh, last time he wrestled, was actually this year against Roman Reigns. He got, he lost to Roman, was banished from SmackDown, and has not been seen since. Yep. Apparently he was working a lot and with the bookers the past and writers. Couple- Apparently he was I'm working sorry? a lot with the uh, with the booking team and the writing team. Yeah, Daniel Bryan towards the end. And it's crazy to think like Daniel Bryan, even though he had like he had a good position in WWE, yeah. to be honest, at that point. But he apparently that what that's not enough, like because it seems like he still wants to be a wrestler more than a creative guy. Yeah, which I can understand from and him. yeah, which I mean, CM Punk, that feels like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are kind of two guys of the same cloth who both wanted to change the system from the inside in kind of different approaches and yeah. obviously that's not going to happen so they both leave <laughs> yep i guess yeah they both i mean one more, quicker than the other but yes i think um yeah. also one thing with the cm punk stuff is that i feel like we hear at least once a month some cm punk is coming is maybe coming back or not coming back news oh yeah it's been constant and and me i'm like i'm sick of it and what i will say about these rumors currently ongoing as well um a rumor is a rumor yes um, until I actually see these two men actually in AEW in a ring, I will not believe it. Mm-hmm. So because they're just rumors right now. But yeah, report is, uh, was also that Living Color has followed AEW on Twitter. Saw that, and that the meeting that they did when the, uh, to go to Chicago to talk to Punk, all of the EVPs went with Tony Khan. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. So I can, they had to all go to get him to do this. They probably had to Absolutely. all be there to make sure he's and, signed. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I, I imagine that the reason why it like we keep hearing things about it over time is because I imagine CM Punk kind of is uh, tried to be is this, he's he's a relatively smart guy. Yeah, like he, is. he didn't immediately sign with AEW. He is. Uh he didn't immediately sign with AEW when they first started up because it was still a new company, even though it had good backing behind it. It was still a brand new company. What if they faltered? 
I'm sorry. He technically signed with Fox after that. Yeah, CM Punk signed. Yeah, did some did some stuff with Fox, sort of adjacent to WWE. Yeah. But yeah, for a brief time, and then it was just um, CM Punk didn't immediately sign with AEW. I suspect because it's like they're kind of an unknown quantity. But now at this point, they're well established. Uh, that uh, they have busted over a million viewers live three weeks in a row now. Their numbers continue to grow. They continue to trend upwards. So I. I'm not surprised that Punk has decided now's the time to see, give this t- team a shot and maybe try wrestling again. Yeah. If, if uh, there was one thing though, that I can also see being a danger though, is I can see him pulling at any point himself. Yeah. If he, if there's something he doesn't like. For his yeah, mental health, if anything. <laughs> Cause I remember hearing, what was it? Stories. If I remember this correctly, back from that old, uh, podcast he did with Cole Cabana um Mm -hmm. he said that like it was hard for him to just watch wrestling yeah it was very hard for him to just watch it and try to enjoy it I guess he that that's come back at least in little bits he did WWE backstage for a few months with that that was in existence um Mm -hmm. the question now I have is what will it be like for him to actually get back in that ring I mean physically I mean I I think physically, I think I'm sure he feels good enough to do it because he's had like seven years away from it. And, you know, people kind of snicker. I've I've seen people kind of snicker. It's like, oh, he's it's like, oh, he's like 42. Uh, age is just a number now. Sting is 62. And I want to list up some examples. Yeah, Sting, I was going to say, like, let me lay let me on some examples. Uh, Edge, Christian, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, uh, Randy Orton. Uh, well, Randy Orton is always, Randy Orton's Teflon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian, again, uh, Christian, Matt Hardy to an extent. Sting, Jericho. Jeff Hardy, like Dr. Luther, like age is just in Dr. Luther. He's that old. He's in his. Yeah. Dr. Luther uh, trained with Jericho. That's, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's why that's one of the reasons he got signed. If we're being honest, is that he's a friend of Jericho. OK, wow. All right. I didn't I'm, know I, that. I, I'm not going to say I'm not. They didn't say they didn't explicitly say he like actually did auditions for stuff. And like the Nightmare family, he did well with that. And he was going to he was handed his contract on the last live one before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, he made appearances, but didn't sign his contract until that last dynamite before everything shut down. Oh, okay, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's just like, age is just a number at this point. It doesn't really matter how old you are. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think CM Punk still has, like, the, the mind and the psychology to know how to put together a good match and entertaining story. He definitely has his mind on the so, zeitgeist, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think hopefully he has his finger on the pulse more now than ever because i think like uh but like this the backstage stuff i feel like he was trying to be like witty but he felt like a little bit behind Mm. the times a little bit like like he was kind of like he was i don't know he was saying stuff that he thought was like these big saying these like kind of revelations but it's like no it's kind of like it's what the it's what like fans have been thinking for a little while now yeah exactly so hopefully yeah he's got some more finger on the pulse um so i think he can still go and i yeah. think i think he knows what his limits are at this point Definitely what he can do physically and what he can yeah if anything, also right now, uh, let's let's shift from punks. We've been going too far on punk, not giving enough love to D. Bry. Oh but, yeah, God uh, D. Bry. Well now Brian Danielson. Brian. Oh yeah, Brian Danielson. God. Da- yeah, that's okay. his actual. That's his actual proper name. Daniel Bryan's the trademark WWE name. Yeah, let that me you can't use now. Yeah, let me say one thing real quick about AEW's website that I kind of hate. Kind of mm-hmm. hate sometimes how they are how some guys that are definitely just managers have records here, like. <laughs> Why is Mark Hen- Why are Mark Henry and Paul White listed as if uh, like with records? They're not gonna wrestle. 
No. Or at least I don't think. What is it? Zero and zero? Yeah, it just says zero and zero for them. Oh my god, that's great. There's a there's like more there's more than just him too. I mean, like Sting is only two and zero. Yeah, Both of his matches have been on pay per views. Fucking they got fucking Brody Lee Jr. on there. Brody Aww. Lee Jr. is listed there, and s- actually, it's kind of funny. He's listed right between his dad and MJF of all people. Oh yeah. I mean, Brody Lee's record—they're leaving there too. They don't have an alumnus section, I guess. Um, yeah, they mm-hmm. don't really have one of those because you would also see in that alumnus section Shanna, who left AEW, also uh, B Priestley and Jimmy Evick. Yeah. Hmm. Guess they don't have that yet. No. But okay, in terms of opponents. Who do we want to see so, uh, them re- like them really face? Because I can say right I now, I mean, as far as as far as like Daniel Bryan goes, um, I think the clear question is, who, which one do you have fight Kenny Omega first? <laughs> Daniel Bryan. <sighs> I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, but I, also at the same time, I feel like with Punk, you kind of have to strike with him first. And I and I really think that you could do a, again good again. You don't have to have a crazy great match. You just have to have a good story. If the story's good enough leading into it, the people will be invested in it. Yes. And it does. And when you get to the match, the people are going to be into whatever you're going to do as long as the buildup is good enough for it. It doesn't have to be like a blowaway, uh, triple A like 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 six star classic or whatever yeah it just has to be good and the people just have to be with it that's all you really need daniel bryan i could easily see him in the meantime possibly tag teaming with with someone maybe cody maybe hayman page or maybe daniel bryan just goes after miro for the tnt title what if the what if the two like people aren't are suggesting this i wouldn't mind suggesting the two of them actually pair up yeah they would be like they they would be hilarious together as a tag team And, oh, God, I just want to see the promos between MJF and Punk. Oh, God. The promos. Oh, my God. Like, I just, MJF just ripping apart both of them in promos would be hysterically funny. Okay. In terms of, uh, there's also a couple, okay, another person who's listed here for some reason, Chavo Guerrero Jr. I thought he was just going to be Andrade's manager. I mean, yeah, he's he is right now, but I can see him like he could probably still go. <laughs> uh, yeah, he probably still can if he wanted to. Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, as far as as far as opponents go, I mean, you've also got Orange Cassidy, which would be I want him against Punk. <laughs> yeah. Because I already have three opponents in mind for uh, Daniel Bryan that would be excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, one, John Silver. Yes. Just an excellent match. Um, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. Yep. And Jungle Boy's partner, Marco Stunt. Oh God! I want Marco Stunt versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I just want that. I want. I want. I want to see Marco Stunt. Yeah, I'd like to see Marco Stunt versus Daniel Bryan, where Marco Stunt gets his head taken off the flying knee. That's <laughs> yeah. what I want to pay money to see. That. Oh, I want promos between Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. God, oh. that, I, I, that could get like R-rated pretty fast. Yeah, knowing those two, we already know Darby. They just don't care. Yeah, we already know Darby's gonna probably be the first opponent for Punk, though. Yeah, prob. Well, actually, I mean, aren't they both straight edge guys? They are. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. <gasps> I mean, although Darby Allen has referenced, I mean, he's the one who said "Best of World," so maybe Punk will go like, "Okay, you wanted me. Here you go." Mm-hmm. What? What now? What the hell? They really don't right. have everyone listed here on the roster, I guess. Or I don't know who does and doesn't have have 
uh, who doesn't doesn't have contracts because they don't have Cesar Benoni, JD Drake, or uh, Ryan Nemeth here, and they're all in uh, they're in a stable now with Peter Avalon. Oh, that's true. I guess yeah. yeah. The the mm. the the wingmen, which is mm. the mo- one of the most fun stables in AEW. I think they're fun. They don't mm-hmm. win a lot, but they're fun. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh God, Pac. Did Pac and Daniel Bryan ever have a match in a in WWE? Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Neville might have happened when Neville was a babyface. Maybe. Actually, you know what? I think well, Neville was up there. Daniel Bryan was gone actually for most of it. Yeah, he was injured, and Daniel Bryan came back. And then, back. and then Pac was in the cruiserweight division when Daniel Bryan was back. So probably not. Actually, I think Pac did the cruiserweight division when yeah, when Daniel Bryan was the GM of SmackDown. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. So I don't think they've ever touched. Never. Unless it was unless they have previously in the Indies, which I would believe could happen. But Pac would have been very oh, yeah. young then very young yeah definitely yeah um i want punk ver- uh, do i want punk versus alistair black uh punk Not versus Malachi Malachi black, black. Sorry. uh i mean i feel like i feel like a big obvious sort of matchup i mean and this is like a shallow reasoning for it i mean you got punk who's straight edge no drugs no alcohol mm-hmm. and who likes a good beer on the main roster on aw Oh, Hangman. Hangman Page. Oh, boy. Which, I mean... I don't think that which, that Which, I mean, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I wanted to ask you, like, when do you think, like, when Punk comes in, when, how long do you think it's going to take until he, he becomes, he just turns heel because he's a bit of an asshole in real life and yeah. i think they can kind of accentuate that i would say they they would cheer him as a baby face for like a year until you know he starts slowly starts to turn heel what do you think i think the crowd would embrace the heel run they would embrace yeah, it i mean greatly. like they would they would they would boo him like crazy they, and they would, would actually love i think to they hate would him. yes i think they would good okay yeah okay oh i want i want punk versus or i want both of them versus ray phoenix oh god I mean, here's the thing with AEW that that's great what they do. Like everyone on this roster feels like even if like their win loss records might not be great, like like uh, Sunny Kiss is an example. He's got more loss wins, but it just they everyone feels like a star. Yeah. Whereas with WWE, everyone feels very like stuck in like a rut. Yeah. All the time. Yep. But here it's here it's all fresh and here everyone feels like a credible opponent. Like what about like Wardlow? What about John Moxley? <laughs> Moxley's probably already fa- has faced both of them. I know, yeah, but this, fe- but it's like as a, but as Dean Ambrose, not as John Moxley, who That's feels true. very different. We haven't seen Brian yeah. Danielson versus John Moxley, so hmm, no. Or they probably have no. faced sometime in the Indies. They were both huge in the Indies at the same time in their early career. Because mm-hmm. um, what yeah. is it? The never mind. Um, who else just on here? Oh, man, Christopher Daniels is retired now, and they still have him listed. Oh, that's really sad. I mean, uh, I'd say he could he could come back, but, nah. you know, they, they stick to their stipulations. Yep. They stick to what they say. When they see someone's done, they're done. So, uh Good for them. Good for that, at least. Um, I think yeah. that's really all the dream matches I could think of right now. Uh, Sammy Guevara also would be great against both of them. Penta, great against both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want a match really bad. I just want Stu Grayson to have matches. Yeah, Stu I want Grayson's Stu Grayson good. to have great matches. He's one of the most underrated men on the roster. Did you see how he almost fell on his head? Mm-hmm. God damn, that tag match. Was, Stu Grayson. Yeah, of the Dark Order. When? What? Wait, when in that last, tag match? Last last night. Apparently, he did like this huge jump over the top rope and was 
barely caught. He may have like really only touched Oh yeah, gallows. I remember that now. That crazy corkscrew splash where he overshot it and just went on the floor. Poor guy. Yeah, like his head hit the ground. Ugh. It looked like he really only hit gallows. Ugh. And that was it. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to miss Luke Gallows, but yeah. Yeah, Doc Gallows. Remember, he's Doc. Yeah. Cuz it's not Doc WWE. Gallows, yeah. Stupid I difference. Mean, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I'm going back to those jerseys. You see, like, Doc Gallows had six, the number 69 on the back of his jersey. Noice. Of course. And then you have Carl Anderson, who had t- 2012, which was probably the last year he was actually relevant. Uh, <sighs> wow. I know that's... I feel like that's what Carl was going for, because I think he's pretty self-deprecating. I think he, he knows is. that. Yeah, he is. I mean, he that was the year I think he was in the G1 final, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so that that would be accurate. Um but I mean the young buck numbers, I'm not really sure. One of the Jacksons had like triple sevens. Uh Kenny Omega had twenty three. I gotta look up the I'm sure someone will tell me. But yeah. Uh tw- twenty three was uh Michael Jordan's number. Oh of course, yeah. And uh or, or LeBron. I don't know I don't remember which it was. It was one of the two. And seven seven it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Seven seven seven, I think that's just because uh gambling and that's the theme of yeah lucky number seven yeah i guess so or something like that uh what was the uh, only one of them had the sevens i can't remember what the other young buck had unfortunately i've forgotten now yeah i don't think there was ever a clear camera shot of that makes sense understandable all right but i think i think it's time to stop thinking and let our minds run down run down after yes a long episode uh we almost went really long again Yep. But it's okay. We do this for you guys. We do this for your entertainment. So. Yes, we do this. Thank you for being here. And you know what? I'm going to stop talking so Jordan can talk. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to. Yeah, now I'm going to talk. So you better listen. Uh, So, but thank you so, so much for joining us here this week. Uh, Whether it was watching us live here on twitch.tv slash JNJ underscore securecast. That's our URL. Or listening to the audio recording of this podcast at Google Podcasts, Amazon Music slash Audible. Uh, we also are on TuneIn plus Alexa, Listen Notes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our lovely host website Podbean at jnjsecurecast.podbean.com, where we have all our episodes listed for you and for you to download. All twenty-eight so yes. far. Soon 29. Yes. Don't forget to share the show. Let us know when you're listening on social media. Tag us. Uh, tag the show. Trick, tell a friend about the show. Uh, or trick a friend into telling into listening to the show by telling them it's something cooler. Uh, or or that, telling them it's something else. But then finding out that we're more awesome than whatever that is that you told them. Like uh, yes, and and you can and you continue to uh, follow our awesomeness uh, on our Facebook page, which is our main source of information for us at www.facebook.com/jjsecurecastpod, and you can follow us on Twitter as well at jjsecurecastpod, same address. Uh, and of course, you can always follow us on our social medias, uh, which you can find at the top left of our screens. But if you're just listening, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jryan9000. Over nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. Yeah. It's over nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. Yeah. And you can follow this psych. Like, you can follow this. Uh, it's about to say numpty. Uh, you can follow. You can follow this madman 
This mad lad on Twitter at jgalls1918, Instagram at jgalls15, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jgalls15. I gotta find like a new word for you every every week. I feel man. like you do because I've I, the word maniac is there and you've never said it. I think, or at least you haven't said it in a long time. No, I tried to fix it up. I'm glad. Bit, yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. We needed it, it. It adds to the show if we if we do it a lot like that. Uh, if you're listening yes. to us on Podbean or Spotify or any other audio service, make sure you check us out when we're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash J and J underscore SecureCast. We go live Thursday nights usually around 8.30 and stay on until around 10. Join us and interact in the conversation and then your chat will appear on the screen probably right below where I'm pointing right now. Pointing downward. I'm on the left on the screen for everyone on Twitch and hopefully soon YouTube. I think I'm, what am I, on the right for you? Or no? I'm I'm in a different Uh, shape for you. um Right? I, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, you're on top of me. Yeah. We do this differently. It's a different screen. It's, sc- it's always a stream of my screen. Yes. Uh, please feel free to email us with any suggestions or kind words at jjsecurecastpod at gmail.com. Big thank you to Adobe Stock Music and Purple Planet Music for opening for our intro theme and outro theme. Uh, and with that, we've uh, locked up this Securecast for the evening. Is that cheesy to say? Uh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, you know what, it is cheesy, but I like it, I enjoy it. Okay, thank you. Um, Oh, if I could give one more thing that we did not mention. Um, I am currently wearing a Slipknot shirt from when I saw Slipknot a few years ago, uh, because yesterday we unfortunately learned about the passing of Joey Jordison, the original drummer of the band. Yeah, we we lost another one, sadly. We lost another one. Uh, The first was, uh, sadly, Paul Gray, and now it's... uh, now it's Joey as well, which is which is a really it's a, it's a damn shame because he was really young as well, like forty six. Like, yeah. that sucks. Apparently died peacefully. And he's been sleep. struggling with some health issues over the like ever since pretty much he left the band. Like he was having oh, wow. some nerve issues as well. Um, and he just seemed to be getting better with them. He just got the ability to play drums back like a few years ago. I want to say that's good. Um, it's a shame. I mean, thank you, Joey, for all the hard work you've done over the years for Slipknot, one of my favorite bands. Oh yeah, same and, here. And uh, you know, he absolutely will be missed. One of my favorite live bands. When I saw them, this was on Knotfest Tour 2019, and they were on tour with Volbeat, Gojira, and Behemoth. And I'd heard of Behemoth and Gojira, never really listened to them. I became a Gojira fan that night. Yeah, Gojira's good. They're Gojira's really good. good, man. Uh, Volbeat seemed almost weird being on the but on the bill, but they were still they still rocked. They were they're like Vol- Volbeat. Volbeat is butt rock, man. They're good rock. They're not butt rock. I don't think they're it, butt rock. Okay. I think that the the, yeah. the singer's voice is too good for butt to be considered butt rock. I love how that's considered a genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the butt rock so- bands like? What are they? Nickelback and Shine Down and Nickelback, Shine Down yeah. and. Bands that sound like them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, good stuff from them. Un- well, unfortunately, I actually didn't see Joey Jordison. I saw, um, fun note, I saw it was Jay Weinberg, son of Max Weinberg, drummer of the E Street Band, my favorite band. Oh, cool. Uh, Springsteen and the E Street Band. Yeah, he's uh, Jay Weinberg is the current drummer for them, and he's a great drummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean, like, actual drum, not the uh, the uh, the percussion guys. Yeah, and yeah. Jay Weiberg's the current uh, drummer over at Slipknot, right? Yep, that's what that's what I, I, yeah, I saw him live. Yeah, mask and everything, yeah. Oh, my God. Funny Very nice. Thing, funny thing about that night, I uh, I get lots of the T-shirts outdoors. I get them as, like, the, uh, the cheap $10 ones that you find that aren't official at all. And... Uh, mm-hmm. And when I was go- looking for them, the first guy I walked up to, I was like, I, I literally opened my wallet. I was like, because usually you'll spend like 10 bucks, maybe not even on those t-shirts as opposed to the 40 you'll get uh, for the t-shirts inside. Mm-hmm. And 
I had literally nine dollars left. Nine dollars. Oh. I said to the first guy, "Man, I got nine dollars. Literally, that's all I have left." He's like, "Get up, move on." I was like, "Dude, nine dollars. That's all I have. You can make it facially. Just get the fuck." He goes, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like mm-hmm. stern face like that. It's like, "Fine, fuck you." I thought he was going to attack me, but then I literally went to the next guy. I was like, I only have $9 left. The shirt. And he goes, sure, man, go ahead. And gives me the shirt. I was like, yep. that's all I needed. I just wanted the shirt. Yeah. It's fake anyway. You guys are breaking the law, but I, but I, your shirts are cheaper. I yeah. don't know. Going live with this as I play our, uh, oh, as I tell you guys, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Great show. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys liked it. Sorry that we had to cut things a little today, but happens. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say to the crowd or fans or anyone? Uh, my my mind just went blank here. Other than uh, just like watch watch He-Man. Yes, and the boys. Watch the Watch Master Three Universe Revelations. I keep calling it He-Man, it's even okay. though it's not that. Sorry. Uh, oh. Good stuff, man. Oh, uh, there was one more thing, too. I just restarted a song. <laughs> um, there's one more thing that I meant to mention. Um, oh, next week, we may or may not having be having a show at all. Um, I have concerts on both Wednesday night and Thursday night. Uh, You're going to die, dude. I, hey, I've done. I've done. I've, I'll be fine. I got this. All right. I'll be fine. But thank you guys so much for li- for cu- for joining. Uh, we if we have a show, it'll be live on Friday probably. If I'm not dead, yeah, I probably will be fine. Yes, and we'll let be, you know. And it will follow be in person. Follow our social medias, and you'll know. Yes, it will be in person too. We'll see us both in per- together yes. right here in this room. So, thank you guys. Have yourselves a great night. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.